0: Hello and welcome back to The Indie, the podcast from the newsroom of the Santa Barbara Independent. I'm your host, Alexandra Goldberg, and on today's episode, we're taking a deep dive into the game of pelota mixteca, an ancient sport that originated during the Mesoamerican times, thousands of years ago in Oaxaca, Mexico. The game is a high energy match between two teams of five, where the players wear a magnificent handcrafted leather glove and hit the ball back and forth on a long court, almost like a game of tennis. The sport serves as an outlet to keep Oaxacan culture and traditions alive, preserve indigenous languages that are spoken on the court and within the community, and pass down the familial passion for the game through the generations. And there is even a team in our very own backyard. Santa Barbara, one of the few teams in the United States to keep this Oaxacan cultural staple alive in the communities that migrated from southern Mexico to regions of the U.S. in the 80s. One family in particular, the Pachecos, are celebrated for reviving the sport. Santa Barbara resident Arturo Pacheco started playing Pelota Mixteca with friends and family over 20 years ago, where the team has since gone on to compete in tournaments with other teams in California, Texas, and Mexico. Arturo's father, Don Beto, crafted all of the leather gloves that the players wear, which weigh about 12 pounds and are adorned with designs and measured specifically to the players. Don Beto and his brother, Augustine are the only two people in the world left who make these Pelota Mixteca gloves. The Pacheco family are Pelota Mixteca celebrities in Oaxaca, and being able to watch Arturo and his family play during the team's weekly Thursday practice, the passion for the sport is so incredibly evident. The Santa Barbara Independent is covering this story for print and the web for this week's cover story. Independent news reporter Ryan Cruz is the guy behind the story, and I had the pleasure to chat with him about what he has learned about Pelota Mixteca and observed within the Santa Barbara team through his reporting. So, Ryan, you've been diving into the story, talking to folks in the community who have kept Pelota Mixteca vibrant in Santa Barbara and learning about the origin of the sport. So let's start off with that. What have you learned about the origins of Pelota Mixteca?
1: Yeah, Pelota Mixteca is, dates back, some people say 3,000 years, as far back as that. Um, it's really hard to tell because in Mesoamerican times, there's a lot of records that have been lost. Uh, Spanish got rid, rid of a lot of, destroyed a lot of records famously. And that makes it hard to kind of tell exactly what it came from. But there's Mesoamerican ball courts, about 1,500 Mesoamerican ball courts um, in that region And there's records on codices of them playing this game. And at the time, it was more of a game for dignitaries and warriors. And and it was used even to decide, you know, territories and and expand territories. And it was really kind of a political, religious game. And so it really runs back deep thousands of years.
0: Great. Thank you for that. And can you clarify which regions of Mexico? I, I know this is a Oaxacan game, but could you give some more information on specifically which regions?
1: Yeah. So they played all around Mesoamerica in in thousands of years ago, so but around 1500 Spanish came and they banned the game. They thought the game was, they thought it was possessed. They thought the ball was possessed. They didn't understand bouncing rubber. They hadn't seen bouncing rubber. Um, and the native people would play this game for hours on end. And, you know, they didn't like that. And like a lot of uh, indigenous traditions, it was banned. And um the people that practice it they went up into the mountains and Oaxaca is a very mountainous region it's about 80% covered in mountains so Oaxaca is this this magical place where all these people fled into the mountains and you know were kind of protected from the spanish rule and preserved this this culture and this game and so in this region of Oaxaca um this is kind of where when when mexico gained its independence where these people came back down and started to spread it around Mexico, again, into the valleys, out to the coast. Um, But yeah, Oaxaca and this mountainous region is where, you know, these Mixtec and Zapotec cultures, um, the two prevailing cultures over there, really kept this game alive.
0: Right. How interesting. Thank you for that. And it serves as a way to keep Oaxacan culture and Palo de Mixteca tradition alive. What did you learn about the community in Santa Barbara? And how did the sport pick up here 20 years ago?
1: Yeah, it, it... I was really surprised to learn that they were playing this game in Santa Barbara and that, you know, there's a few places in the United States that play, and there's a lot of places in California, a few in Texas, and of course, in Oaxaca and Mexico City. But here in America, how it came here is, you know, in the 70s and 80s, there was a lot of laborers, Oaxacan laborers coming to America for work. And that, you know, flood of Oaxacan laborers, they brought this game with them. And here in Santa Barbara, you know, you have Arturo Pacheco. And his family keeping this, this game alive. And it's something that they all play in Oaxaca. And it's, it's, it's their pickup game. You know, it's bigger than, than soccer. It's bigger than football. And everybody kind of plays this game. So when they came over here, it was natural that they'd bring their gloves with them, that they'd meet, meet up and play this game. And, you know, seeing them kind of keep that up in Santa Barbara is, is really exciting.
0: And I had the fortune of watching a local Pelota Mixteca game this past week, where I saw the true community and family aspect of the sport and experienced the energy on the court. I snagged an interview with Fernando Cruz, a player on the team with Arturo Pacheco, and Cruz said he commutes from Oxnard to Santa Barbara for work daily and stays in town to gather for the Thursday practices and Sunday matches. He said that because most of the team has such a busy work schedule, they look forward to meeting weekly to be with friends and family and keep their traditions alive. Cruz also told me that the team has actually been practicing for over 20 years, more like 30 years because in 1991, the team came together for practices in Carpinteria. Now they have been playing at the Santa Barbara High School for about five years, and he really hopes to get a better court for the team to practice on because the strip of dirt isn't to size regulation and the unevenness of the land causes the ball to bounce around in wonky directions. He also hopes to pass down the traditions to his children and next generations to keep this game alive. Here he is, Fernando Cruz, speaking with the Indy during a recent and windy payload payload-to-mixed-tacker practice.
2: Yeah, um, well, I'm following my dad's um, generation. He he played in Oaxaca, so he came over here, and we're all trying to, trying to keep the sport alive. I'm trying to teach my kids and my little cousins, everybody to come out here and join us. Um, It's a family-oriented sport. We're all family, and we're just trying to, you know, um, play and keep the tradition going. I mean, it's it's sad that nobody's really like helping us get a field or anything. This is the sport; is ancient. It's it's from our ancestors. I think we should maybe try to get us some help if you can. Um, we just love coming here, you know, and just playing, seeing each other, and we're trying to keep the tradition going. Um, hopefully, we could get somebody to help us out, or if anybody wants to come out here and join us, everybody's welcome to come out here and and play with us. Really, because it's a sport and we just want to thank you guys for making all this, you know, happen for us, putting us in the spotlight. But as you can see, yeah, it's it's a game that's becoming extinct. And hopefully we can bring it back and get our roots, you know. Hopefully people can see our roots and see how friendly the game really is.
0: Absolutely. And you you told me that you're playing with some of your uncles and a lot of your families on the team. Tell me about your family. What's it like to keep this tradition going with people that are most loved to you
2: yeah well when I was little I grew up watching my dad and coming to his games and I became a fan of him and a fan of the ball and I like it because it's tradition it brings me back to my roots you know even if I'm not in Mexico it just reminds me of of people there and it just connects me to my family I like playing with my dad because I grew up watching him and you know I look up to him so I want to be with be with them, be like him. And if I can be a little better than him, but it's it's nice. I mean, this is what connects us and brings us together. And this for me, is it's a sport, but it's part of my life. I like it, you know, but I respect it. So I like it. It's good.
0: Now back to Santa Barbara independent news reporter, Ryan Cruz, to talk more about the Oaxacan community in Santa Barbara. One thing you you noted to me earlier was these players are the celebrities of their communities, which is great. And and we were talking about how in the 80s, folks from Oaxaca migrated to areas around Los Angeles, and the sport popped up in communities uh, around California. You mentioned Texas um, and even Fresno. But beyond the game, what did you learn about the Oaxacan community in Santa Barbara?
1: Well, the Oaxacan community in Santa Barbara is very connected. It, it's like its own micro-community. And it's like everybody knows each other. Everybody goes to these games and they know each other's families. There's a lot of brothers on the team, cousins on the team. There's there's fathers playing with their sons. And it's something that, you know, their whole families are out there. And it's a really tight knit community. And you know, it, I would love to see that community integrated more in the greater, you know, Santa Barbara community and it's celebrated more. And one of the things that the story mentions is it's really hard for them to have a space of their own to play. And that's really one of the big things is there's this vibrant, vibrant Oaxacan and Mexican community in Santa Barbara County. But it they have a very vibrant community, but it's almost on the outside. And we would love to see it kind of integrated and welcomed with the greater community.
0: Right, right. And we'll hear from uh, council member Oscar Gutierrez about finding a space in Santa Barbara for these players later on in the episode. But I wanted to direct the conversation to a conversation about language. So when you were talking to these players, did the community tell you anything about using the sport as another outlet to preserve indigenous languages?
1: Well, we didn't specifically talk about that. But I think by the nature of this being a culture and the Zapotec and Mixtec and those languages and Oaxaca and Mexico in general is a land of thousands of indigenous languages that, you know, through the course of colonization, they have gotten squashed and a lot of them don't exist anymore. But there is a good amount of people here in Santa Barbara County that do speak Mixtec and, you know, try to keep that language going. And it's hard because there's not a lot of people to communicate with in that language. But it's one of those things that the people in that community keep it going. And to them, that's their language. That's what they speak.
0: Great. Thank you. And you you spoke with the Pacheco family, who are central figures in the Pelota Mixteca community here, as uh, Arturo's grandfather and father played a key role in reviving the sport in Santa Barbara. Can you tell me a little bit more about the story of this
1: family? Yeah. So the Pacheco family, Arturo is, is kind of, he's the guy here in Santa Barbara. He, like... Um, I mentioned the story, people, he doesn't stop talking about it. People know Arturo and they know that he wants to talk about this sport and he loves it. He's got a passion for it. And his, that comes from his family, his, his dad, Don Beto, he is one of two people along with his, his uncle, Augustine, that makes these magnificent works of art. That is these gloves. And they keep this, this tradition going. And in the thirties in Oaxaca, when, you know, this, this, Sport was coming back down from the mountains, and they were playing it in the open again. Um, in the 1900s, they were kind of bringing it back to this organized sport, and they they brought these gloves and, and a new age, and it, it became super popular. And that family kind of kept that alive and, and helped um, repair all these gloves. And in Oaxaca, like everybody knows, Augustine and Don Beto, and in this community over there, they are kind of like the godfathers of the guantes.
0: That's wonderful. And Arturo's father and uncle are the only two men in the world to make these gloves. Um, what What does that mean for the future of the sport?
1: Yeah, it it, it can be tough because, like you said, they're, they're the last two guys on on the planet that really know how to make these these works of art. And they're layer upon layer of hardened leather, and you know, stitched together. With hundreds of of round headed nails hammered into the face of them, and it's it's almost something that you can't really teach without learning for multiple years. And they each don't have an apprentice, and it's tough because Arturo lives here in America, and his father and his uncle live in Ehudlan, Oaxaca, and it's thousand miles apart. And you know, Augustine is in his nineties, and and Don Betos in his eighties. And there is a fear that you know this with with them passing, will this tradition pass as well? But there's a lot of records of them in books and and videos online of them sharing their craft. And there's a lot of young people that have shown, you know, interest in learning this. And they're hoping that, you know, some of these young guys will, will take the effort to learn this. And Arturo is really hoping that he can go, you know, record what his father is doing and really learn so he can kind of keep that tradition going here as well.
0: Yeah, exactly. And with the revival over 20 years ago of the sport in Santa Barbara, um, we hope that it grows and it persists to keep these traditions and cultures alive. So let's let's wrap up by talking about the game itself. It's five players to a team on a long court, and it's been said that the action of passing the ball back and forth sort of resembles a modern day tennis match. Do you have anything else to add about the rules of the game or anything you observe from the court, especially the energy that the players bring?
1: I mean, it's one of those things where once you see it and you see the kind of skill it takes to hit this ball 100, 200 feet down the court, uh, 50 feet in the air and kind of catch that and hit it back and forth, that's extremely hard. And, you know, these these guys have been playing for for years and it's hard for them to even do it, but you know, it's very much like tennis. Um, I would say an extreme version of tennis where instead of doubles, you got five guys on each side and you know, it's a, it's a loud game. They're yelling at each other. They're making sure I got this area. You got that area. There's a lot more ins and outs to it that are are outside the realm of tennis. There's, you know, instead of a net, there's a cajon, there's a box, you know, that the ball ball can't touch. Um, and there's officials and a, a raya marker. And there's a lot of, other little rules that make it a lot different. Um, But one of the things that amazed me is that during tournament play, they'll play three or four teams at a time. And, you know, there'll be two teams actually playing at a time. But, you know, once the ball goes out, the next team will slip in and they'll kind of keep that score between the three and four teams and kind of figure out who's the winner and advances to the next round. So it's kind of like tennis, but a whole nother level.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for that. And before we wrap up the conversation, is there anything you would like to add that you learned about the sport Pelota Mixteca from your observations or your research?
1: I mean, I was just really excited that I got to share Arturo's passion for this game and, um, you know, sh- shine a light on these guys that are having fun and playing this game in Santa Barbara, in our own backyard, um, something that really should be celebrated. And I'm hoping that, you know, these guys can get a space of their own. And I know it's really hard to find real estate in Santa Barbara, but I know they, they, they need their own space. And to celebrate these things and keep it going when it's something that's so rare, where so, many, so few places in the country are playing it, I think it's something that needs to be celebrated by the greater community.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today, Ryan.
1: Thank you so much.
0: To read Ryan's full story on Payload to Mixteca in Santa Barbara, check out the Santa Barbara Independence latest print issue or on the web. Like Ryan said, the team needs their own space in Santa Barbara to keep the traditions of Pelota Mixteca vibrant and celebrate the Oaxacan culture and community. One person working on this initiative is City Council Member Oscar Gutierrez, who spoke with me about his goals for finding the Pelota Mixteca team a spot to play in Santa Barbara and why public support is essential to making this happen.
3: Hi, I'm a uh, city council member, Oscar Gutierrez, representing the 3rd District, the, the west side part of uh, Santa Barbara. I've been on the council for about four and a half years now. How I got uh, notified and asked for help by the Pelota Masteca team was through a uh, local community member named Jacqueline Enda. She's very active in the community, especially with the Latino community. They came to her asking for help, and she thought of me, so... I met with them at uh, Casa de la Raza. We had a meeting and they they showed me some videos about uh, how Pelota Mastecas played and the history of it. I was just kind of really touched and moved by it and definitely got passionate about trying to help them. So I reached out to our Parks and Rec department and asked if there's any location that they know of where we could set something up. And unfortunately, because we have such limited parks and space in the parks, uh, they really couldn't accommodate it. The players told me that um, they've been playing at Santa Barbara High School. So I reached out to the school district, and they kind of told me the same thing, that they're so tight on space, they can't really dedicate any space to that sport specifically. So then I reached out to the county, but they too are having problems trying to locate somewhere. And I even reached out to uh our neighboring city, Galita, and I reached out to the Galita City Council to see if maybe they have a park somewhere that that can accommodate it. But it's tough because you know it's it's three hundred feet long and thirty feet wide of flat dirt and it's and it's kinda hard to find a runway type space like that in Santa Barbara. So it's it's proven to be a little difficult. But we're still working on it, you know, because there has to be somewhere that, that could fit that.
0: Absolutely. So right now, the team is playing on Thursdays on a dried-out patch behind the baseball fields at Santa Barbara High School, like you said. And to payload to Mixteca standards, the patch of land isn't a big enough court. And to add on to that, its uneven ground makes it sometimes harder for the players to bounce the ball without it shooting off to the side. So you mentioned you're still searching, but where are you with the initiative to find them a spot to play? Have you gotten any headway with, um, like you said, asking the council or somewhere in Goleta?
3: James Kiriako, the city council member in Goleta, said that he's speaking to their parks and rec department to see if there's a location that could fit. So I'm I'm basically just kind of waiting on him to, uh, to see if there's any updates. Other than that, I'm still hoping that the county kind of comes through with the location. The other location I was kind of thinking that I haven't followed up with is UCSB to see if maybe UCSB has a location
0: that that makes sense? And with scarce open real estate in Santa Barbara and building projects underway right now, what will it take to ensure the team has a solid place to practice?
3: I would say community support because a lot of it, a lot of what we do relies on how much the community feels that it's a priority. So if we only have a few people saying, hey, we would like this, can we have this? It's hard for us to sometimes justify it when we think about the greater good of the entire community. But if there's a large outcry from the community saying, hey, we should have this, please make it happen, then it's easier for us to justify it.
0: Absolutely. That was my next question asking about some sort of wider community response, which would be required to kick it into action. I mean, not only will finding them a patch of land to play on solidify the team to gather every Thursday, but it also has such long-term implications for the Pelota Mixteca tradition, considering the Santa Barbara team is one of the few in the world right now. Um, And from my understanding, like you said, you reached out to Parks and Rec and the Santa Barbara Unified School District, among others that you were mentioning earlier, but to no avail, how would you go about getting that wider community response to get this going?
3: I believe, you know, th- things like this, like this, this broadcast that we're doing right now, and then the the local media shining a light to the situation uh, to notify the greater public is going to help a lot because a lot of people don't even know that this sport existed. A lot of people don't even know how many hundreds and possibly even thousands of years the game is and, and how it has such deep roots in our culture. So I think that once the general public gets educated on it, they're gonna to want to support it and support any type of uh, initiative to persuade elected leaders or local leaders to make it happen.
0: Absolutely, and how can the Santa Barbara community reach out to you if they have any information on a potential spot for the team to play?
3: If people wanna reach out to me, they, they can go to uh, the City of Santa Barbara website and and look me up. Uh, My email is ogutierrez at Barbaraca.gov, But I'm also on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Nextdoor, Twitter, um, LinkedIn. Just just type in my name, uh, Oscar Gutierrez Santa Barbara, and you should see my profile come up.
0: Wonderful. And before we wrap up the conversation, do you have any final thoughts about your initiative to find the Payload to Mixtaca players a space to play or why this is important to you or anything else you'd like to let listeners know?
3: If the people out there uh, hearing this want to get more involved, let us know, you know, send send all of city council an email saying that you want this to happen. Uh, feel free to give us phone calls. Feel free to show up to our city council meetings during public comment and voice your opinion then, and not just us. You can also reach out to Goleta City Council, um, Carpinteria City Council, the the county, um, the school district. Let them all know that, you know, we need to work together and uh, find them a spot to play this great sport.
0: Thank you to City Council member Oscar Gutierrez for helping kickstart this initiative for the Pelota Mixteca community here in Santa Barbara. This was such a wonderful story to cover, and I was so moved by the passion of the players I spoke with. Again, to read Ryan Cruz's full story, visit independent.com or grab a paper copy of the latest print edition. From the newsroom of the Santa Barbara Independent, you're listening to The Indie. I'm your host, Alexandra Goldberg, and we'll see you next time.